You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Kiana Jones, artist and founder of Happening Hands, a community that helps makers and creative business owners build thriving, profitable businesses. Every week on our podcast, we discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to build that profitable handmade or creative business that you've always dreamed of. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Handmade CEO podcast. Today's special guest is Michelle Ponver. She is a life-first marketing strategist and website designer, eager to help online entrepreneurs create a business that fits and supports their unique life circumstances and goals. She's been a designer for over 15 years, spanning from designing sets for Hollywood movies to marketing assets for luxury Parisian rental properties. She's dedicated to helping low energy and limited capacity business owners solve real world problems with the creative problem solving superpowers that her years in design have given her. This includes one-to-one mentorship programs, templates, and of course, web design support. She also has an amazing podcast called Like a Mother, and I would definitely recommend listening to it. It is super fun. Um, So without further ado, let's jump in. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for being here. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your journey to becoming a marketing strategist and website designer. Yeah, so it's been a it's been a journey. That's a good way to describe it. So, uh, hi, I'm Michelle Pontvert, or Pontvert if the French pronunciation is tricky. It is my married name, and it, it took me a while to get the hang of. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I started my journey actually in film. I was a set decorator by trade. I went to film school and met a lovely Frenchman, which is why I now live in France. He has now since then become my husband and. I started off just really loving creative work, you know, design, storytelling, and then also a lot of like right brain project management, getting things done. I really like scratching that itch. And I sort of thought film was the perfect place for that. And it still holds a really dear place in my heart. My husband still works in film, but the actual life of someone working in the industry was really not matching up with what I wanted. So about two, three years after I finished film school, I'd been working in the industry, kind of climbing the ladder, and I was seeing the women I admired, the people I was sort of basically trying to emulate with lives I didn't want. They, you know, didn't have space for family, they didn't have kids, the lives that they had outside of their work were really scattered because the Mm. lifestyle of working in film is 12 to 14 hour days, you don't get to decide when you work, um, projects kind of happen to you. And it was a really high anxiety environment for me personally. And, you know, I'd started to become serious with my now husband at the time. And I'd really started picturing, you know, what was life going to look like a few years down the road when I had kids and both of us being in film, I just couldn't see that working. So uh, about two, three years after I'd finished my sort of master's degree, I decided basically to leave the industry and up to move to France (laughs) with my husband and started again. And I took a little time, but I kind of stumbled into marketing as a pretty nice transition for all of those creative design strategic skills I'd picked up in film. 
And I started working for small businesses here in France, um, mostly in the English speaking sector while I was learning French. Um, and I picked up a lot of really interesting pieces, uh, kind of falling in love with the website part of marketing. So when I did eventually become pregnant and have my little guy, I was kind of at this crux of, okay, I've been working for small businesses and I flitted from a few as they you know, couldn't sustain having a team member or not. And uh, with a little one in arms, the current business I'd been with for a couple of years decided to downsize and I was left with a baby and a husband away for months on end and no job and decided to take it into my own hands and start my own web design business, which is where my now business kind of grew from. And it was always from day one meant to fit around my lifestyle, my role as a mom, be really a complement to my life rather than something that dictated my schedule. I really needed it to be flexible and fit around me from day one. Uh, so I took on, you know, the regular web design clients and uh, sort of started getting more, I don't know, more known in that niche. And I really liked the work, but as my son grew and his needs changed, I kind of very quickly realized the typical web design process, which is a six, eight, 10 plus week process with a decent amount of calls, a decent amount of check-ins. And it just was really hard to fit in with our schedule with my little guy and, and my partner being away. So I started to really fall in love with and pivot my business towards more productized services. So really creating streamlined offers that were the same for every client with systems mm. I could set up once and then use over and over and over again. And that pivot really basically saved my business when life got really hard. My son um, got went through sort of the whole diagnosis process and uh, we've realized now is on the autism spectrum and needed a lot more of me. And I suddenly had even less time than usual uh, for my business and for clients. So having that productized system for my services really basically saved the business. Um, and then sort of since then, I've been really shifting into doing more courses, education, uh, digital products, and really just sharing how we can think creatively, can think differently about how we show up in our businesses, show up in our sort of work in a way that protects our energy sort of fits with our own strengths, our own sort of mental weaknesses can be, you know, accommodated for. And I think there's a lot of flexibility that the typical online business space maybe doesn't talk to, but I think particularly with a really good productized service and, you know, really well-designed longer-term assets like courses and digital products, you can create a business that's incredibly flexible and can fit mm -hmm. around a life. So that's why I've sort of come up with this whole philosophy of a life first business, a business designed intentionally to fit around your life. And so that's, that's what I work on today. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much because a lot of our listeners, they have businesses where they are working from home or they're working in a studio and mm -hmm. you know it's very it has to be very flexible where you know they're making something or they are um, then switching into like the business side of things but they also have a lot of them have families and mm -hmm. it's important to you know bring it back to the goals and not everybody's yeah. goals are exactly the same and you know knowing that can be so helpful and it, it can help you kind of be less hard on yourself <laughs> as a business owner. So I love that you take that approach. Thank you. Yeah. And I think, I think there is a lot of, you know, the hustle culture, the 
reach yeah. six figures as soon as possible. But, you mm-hmm. know, ultimately those are other people's goals. And maybe we have, you know, have those same aspirations, but the way we need and want to get there might look completely different. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's just been really helpful to take the intentional stance of, you know, the purpose of my work, the purpose of my business is to yeah. support and fit around the the other mm-hmm. things I've got going on in life. Um, and I think having the website be kind of a hub for all of this, mm-hmm. you know, really try and sort of say that the the hub of your business and the, you know, digital storefront is the website and the harder you can get the website to work for mm-hmm. you as a long-term asset, the less you have to do as an individual human to actually do the legwork of the marketing and the selling. So I really believe in investing mm-hmm. the time and energy and assets into the website to perform for you in a lot of mm-hmm. those things that do take up the time and energy. Yeah, absolutely. So, so important. Are you a maker who's interested in joining a marketplace that truly cares about its makers and how it's contributing to the caring economy? Go Imagine donates 100% of its profits to charity, and it's only $2.50 a month to start a shop and only $10 a month to have your own branded website that connects you with Go Imagine buyers. Join Go Imagine and get your first month free with our special code HH23. Okay, back to the show. So can you tell me a little bit about, you know, what are some tips that you have, like, for maybe a product-based business who mm-hmm. listens to this show, like what are some elements that should be included in their website for it to be high converting and for them to really take advantage of that space that mm. it should be the hub of their business? Yeah, I think the most important thing that I see a lot of business owners, particularly when they've DIY their websites kind of trip up on is helping the person operating the site on the other end truly understand basically what is this website about? Who is it for? What can they do there? What can they buy when they're on this site as soon as possible at the very top of the website, like the first sentence at the tippy top of your homepage and as basically as many times as you can to really sort of spell out, be really clear what it is you're selling, who it's for, kind of, you know, narrowing in on the niche, narrowing in on the specificity of who this for. So the people who are the right fit know they're the right fit and can then move forward into learning about what they're going to purchase. And the people who are the wrong fit can move on (laughs) and go find what they're looking for rather than, you know, potentially wasting their time, becoming unhappy clients and customers that ultimately doesn't serve us. So approaching the website from a place of service of really trying to help that person who's operating the site have the easiest experience possible, understanding that they're in the right place, that you sell the thing they're looking for, and providing the information they need to make that purchasing decision as basically as quick and easy as possible, particularly if you have people who are looking on your mobile phones. They have next to no time. There's been tons of studies. It's less than three seconds. People will take actually on the site to decide if they're in the right place if they want to learn more. So the real estate you have, that sort of space at the very top of your homepage is the most impactful, the most critical. And I want to say not just with the words, but also with the imagery you use to really make sure you paint a scene that draws in the right people and basically repels the wrong people. So you make sure you're getting the sort of diehard fans, those clientele who are going to come back, become REIT customers, give you rave reviews, boost the business, help it grow 
really, really know they're in the right place and, and get excited to be in your shop. I love that. Thank you so much. It's so simple. It's so yeah. simple, right? I think a lot of us who have websites who are creatives, you know, we we painstakingly spend so much time, you know, saying, does this look exactly right? Um, and, you know, bringing it back to that just simple question, does this website tell visitors exactly what it's about? And does it, you know, speak to their lifestyle or, you know, exactly what they're looking for? And, um, yeah, I, I just love how simple that is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ultimately, a website is a tool for you mm-hmm. as a business owner to communicate with the people who are potentially going to be your customers. And the right. clearer and more efficiently you can communicate with them, the better that exchange goes. And mm-hmm. that comes into basically everything in your design, in your tech, in your copy, the words you write, yeah. in how you design it in terms of accessibility the easier you can make it on those people, the less brain power they have to take to kind of figure out the website, the more space they can save to actually figure out if they want to buy what you're selling, which is what we want as business owners. Yeah, absolutely. So once you have this high converting site, this site that, you know, speaks directly to um, who you want to be there and who should be there, um, either buying your product or your service or your courses, whatever it is, um, how do you recommend getting people there? Because that's always the next mm. question. Like, okay, I have this beautiful website and nothing's happening. What do I do? <laughs> how do I get yeah. people there? Um, you know, I've been doing Pinterest marketing for almost, well, almost 10 years now. It's been a long time. And so I have some background in that, but I know there are so many other ways that you can also drive traffic mm-hmm. to a website. Yeah, and that's exactly true. It, there's tons of different ways you can get traffic, people into your sort of orbit and onto your website. And I think if you're already undertaking any kind of marketing, if you are on social media, if you're speaking anywhere, if you're showing up to represent your business, you already have an opportunity to drive people to your website. And that's like the lowest hanging fruit is the things you're already doing. So making sure you've got your website linked on your social media platforms, make sure you're talking about it regularly. If you go to in-person meetups or events to make sure you have like a business card, somewhere that actually helps people find you after that interaction and go to the website. So those are like the easiest places you can do from whatever you're currently doing to help boost people heading to the website. Then you can kind of sprinkle on top of that some more sort of techie strategy like SEO, search engine optimization. So using the right keywords, having the right structure of your site to get people onto your website through search engines like Google or Pinterest or YouTube or podcasts. Um, And you can really work on that. It's a long-term strategy. So you're not going to see results tomorrow, but that's the sort of work that can really pay off over time then you can sort of build what we call domain authority. So there's the things you do on your own website, that keyword research, you know, making sure your site is really fast, making sure it works really well. And then there's the things you can do for domain authority, which is where we basically tell Google and search engines, hey, this is a really trusted source. You should rank it higher anytime someone's looking for it. And we do this Mm. by getting really trustworthy websites in the same field who make sense to point to your website and say, hey, this is something worth paying attention to. So this is doing things like guest podcasting, guest Mm -hmm. blogging, um, having people link you in directories that are really specific to your niche, your industry. 
really getting other platforms that have authority that are trusted in your field point to your website and say hey this is worth paying attention to that's a really really important piece of the puzzle and the thing most people sort of forget about because it's not just you screaming into the void saying hey i've got something to sell and it's interesting you need other people to actually verify and validate that yes this is someone to trust and the works the same way in search engines but you know you don't have to take the techie road there's tons of other ways mm-hmm. and i really encourage people to find whatever marketing strategy is going to work best for them for their business for their personalities and then lean heavily into it and see mm-hmm. how you can basically work that strategy to get more people onto your website so Again, if you really like speaking, maybe, you know, going to conferences, speaking at summits, doing guest podcasting, having your own podcast, leaning into that strength, and then every opportunity you have to make sure you're pointing people to the website, that's ultimately going to work better for you than trying really hard at a strategy that you're not very good at, <laughs> that doesn't lean into what you can do as a human, um, until you get to a point where you can outsource that to the experts who know what they're doing, and that is their strength. So when you're in that sort of early stage, I encourage you to not not try and be a new person to market your business. Lean into what you can do yourself and then just make sure you are planting those breadcrumbs for people to come back to your site in the end. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. You know, leading into your strengths <laughs> in terms of marketing is just going to make your life so much easier. I totally agree with that. Um, You know, of course, you can look at all of these strategies that are out there, but really being able to hone in on what works for you in your life and your personality is so important. Some people are super introverted. And for them, you know, doing something like Pinterest marketing is great because you don't Mm -hmm. have to interact with a ton of people. (laughs) It's really about just driving traffic that is actively searching for you. Whereas like doing podcasts and getting into the press is, you know, you have to be willing to really put yourself out there. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the thing that, you know, all of this can work. All Mm -hmm. of these strategies can work. Absolutely. But if it's going to work for you, you can't discount the part of the equation that's you. So I do yeah. think it's worth paying attention to what you you feel comfortable doing and you can show up and do best. So you have your own podcast, Michelle. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What do you talk about on there? What is it called? Where can we find it? <laughs> yeah. So I have a podcast with my business bestie turned business partner for my second business. Um She's also a mum and our podcast is called Marketing Like a Mother. We talk about all things marketing with mums, with mums who are running businesses alongside usually little kids. And we really talk about, you know, the strategies they're trying, how they're showing up for their clients as marketing experts and sharing insights on how running a business with those other hugely important pieces of your life, those family pieces, looks like on a real, real sort of place and and getting more voices out there about the experience of running businesses with families instead of, you know, having the job, having the business, having the work be the first thing and the family fit around it. So we've had a whole season, we've had sort of 60 something episodes already. We were on to season two. We've had some amazing guests on and we just love it. I don't think we're going to stop because we just (laughs) love it so much. (laughs) That's so awesome. That also sounds like 
just a very transparent space. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to give it a listen. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, there's also some episodes with just my co-host Olivia and I. And uh-huh. I, I love personally listening to you know, mm-hmm. business partners, business friends, just talking yes. about the things we're actually trying, hashing out sort of what we think about sort of parts of the online business space. So we're having more and more of those episodes of the two of us. And a lot of times it's real behind the scenes. We run a business together on top of our yeah. individual businesses and we're sharing a lot of the behind the scenes. So it's been really fun to hear what people think of, of those episodes as well. <laughs> That's awesome. I love episodes like that too. So yeah, I'm excited to give it a listen for sure. (laughs) So finally, where can people connect with you online, Michelle? Well, I'm going to walk the walk and talk the talk. I definitely encourage you to check out my website. (laughs) If you want to get to know me and what I'm doing, my website is michellepontvert.com. Um, And then I am the only Michelle Pontvert out there. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm the only Michelle Pontvert, so I'm pretty easy to find. Um, And I love connecting with anyone who's exploring how to get their websites to work harder for them. I have a ton of free resources. I have courses, templates, all sorts of goodies. Um, And I just love sort of helping people find the solution for them as I've hopefully shared. I don't think there's any one size fits all. I don't think it's a prescriptive place we need to be in. So if you're sort of figuring out what to do about your website, about your marketing, I'd love to connect and see if I can help. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Michelle. And I can't wait to find new ways to collaborate and see where life takes you. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. This was so much fun. And I look forward to more collaborations with you too. Thank you so much for tuning into the Handmade CEO Podcast. Check out the show notes to get a closer look at our guest today and our special offers. Most importantly, check out and join our Membership for Makers Happening Hands, where we feature courses, workshops, monthly coaching, and more for makers and creative business owners who are ready to bring their businesses to the next level. You can do this by going to www.happeninghands.com. See you next time. And until then, don't forget that no dream is too big to turn into your dream job.